0: Welcome to Flighty Thoughts, meaningful conversation over a flight of beer. With Bevel. And David.
1: I just mentioned how I'm tired because we went uh, camping last night in um, under freezing weather.
0: Sub freezing weather. Yeah, but
1: we'll get to that. Uh, we're excited about a new season. This is season two. Absolutely. A new year, 2021.
0: Yes. A new year full of new possibilities and new potential fit- pitfalls.
1: Yeah, let's hope that it treats us better than 2020. One thing that is, I'm excited about, David, that is coming down the pipeline is uh, our mini episodes, or I'm just going to call them mini just mini shorts. Shorts. I have that tendency in my family. I shorten things up. So, for example, we're hiking today, and it snowed last night. And I noticed after we started hiking after a little bit, you didn't see any more snow. So I said Snow moss. And you automatically understand what that means, right? Yes. I like the blending (laughs)
0: of cultures you bring to that as well. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. So, So anyway, our uh, mini episodes will be released every month. Yeah, they're going to be... 10 minutes long, maybe? Right. just a short conversation and a a new beer we try out at the house?
0: It's going to be... We call them six-pack episodes. Six-pack. The idea is we're going to take a six-pack and split it and talk about just one little thing. For example, the first one we're going to talk about is... Well, you, you say some funny stuff, but we tackle things like cursing and family and just right. other kind of goofy stuff.
1: One of them you make me talk in a foreign accent that I do not do well.
0: Yeah. So it's just a little way to kind of break things up between the longer episodes. And like I said, 10 minutes and a lot of fun. They'll come out on the 25th in between the regular episodes.
1: We should see. We should try now to see who does a better intro just to give them a taste. <laughs> the six-pack episode.
0: Flighty Thoughts, the six-pack
1: I think I beat you today, and I'm more tired than you I probably. I think you are, too. You slept like a baby last night.
0: I did sleep well, and <laughs> <laughs> as we get into it, um, let's talk about why we're here and what where we're at. We are at Stud Duck Brewery. That's right, Stud Duck Brewery in Lonsdale, Arkansas, and these guys have been around for a little over a year, and I'll tell you how I found them. Yeah, I, mean, last I, night,
1: I, I, I never asked you that.
0: I was curious. Last night, we were camping in Hot Springs National Park in one of their campgrounds, but about a month ago, I was heading out to another state park, Lake Ouachita State Park, beautiful state park. It was right when the leaves were changing, so it was yeah. really just kind of nice. And we're uh, driving by, and I saw a sign that said Stud Duck Brewery. And, I, and I've and i done some research, and you've done some research about the breweries in Arkansas, and this one had never registered. And I kind of went,
2: what? Eh?
0: And uh, But didn't stop, because I had everybody, the family with me. <laughs> and then did a little bit of research and found this place, and I'm excited to check it out. They have eight different beers right now and then yeah. some others that are in the pipeline which are and pretty And we're cool. trying all eight of them. Yeah. You drive in off of uh, the road and take it a little dirt road and goes a little bit further past the house and it's, which is neat is an old shipping container that they've outfitted and it looks pretty good. Like there's windows in there and, and I'm loving this exposed beam Yeah. Thing. And
1: then there's outdoor uh, seating as well. It's a little cold and since we slept in the cold we thought we would splurge.
0: Splurge. And be in the warmth. Yeah. <laughs> But let me tell you about the beers we have. So we have, uh, and we all, three of us, and we're going to introduce our guest, Mr. Matt Carter, whom you know and love. Well, you can go ahead and say hello. Hi. <laughs> there you go. We're going to talk it's about it It's a man you, a few but. words. <laughs> uh, so we all have the same flight, and let's run through it real quick. It's the Patriot, which is a true American pilsner. Which, which I just, just
1: finished. It's good.
0: Yeah. It's real good. And the Miner 49er, which I'm excited about, it's a California steam. And what Brad, the uh, manager and co-owner were talking about, co-brewer, is this is um, a beer that has lager hops made in an ale temperature. Because if I'm right, lager is a top fermenter and ale is a bottom fermenter. And so that's kind of what gives it its distinctive difference between lager and the temperature in which it does. Because the lager you brew when it's colder and the ale is warmer. And so, yeah, you're just mixing it all up. So I'm really excited about a 49er because I think I think what they're doing with it's a lot of fun. Also a lot of fun is their Christmas one, which we'll get to in a bit. All right. The next beer is the Dicks IPA and the Kamehama, which is a pineapple cider. So I'm excited about that. Have you tried they, that?
1: They I didn't try it yet, no, but they have another one that they're out right now that I would love to try. It's called Harbor Water
0: and it's hard Arkansas sweet tea. Yeah, I've never seen anybody do anything like that. And I wonder no, I really if you could
1: make one. an Ar- Ar- Arnold Palmer with it, you know? Be Ooh.
0: Good. Oh. Or All right. All right. Arnold Daly. If you take the sweet tea lemonade, throw in some vodka. Ooh. Have you ever heard of that? Vodka. The Tom, is it Tom Daly was the golfer, right? Yeah. So the Tom Daly is sweet tea lemonade and vodka. Mm. Because, huh? John Daly.
2: John, John Daly, Daly. Yeah, thank John you, Daly, John Daly, Daly. Daly. Thanks, Brad.
0: Thanks. Helping Brad coming in out. strong. Yeah. I think Tom He's Daly's be like our our a news anchor or something. Yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so Arnold Palmer, lemonade and tea. <laughs> John Daly, lemonade, tea, and vodka. So this could be like an Arkansas daily. <laughs> I love it. Uh, then we have the Amendment 21, which is a three-spice lemon wheat, which I'm also really excited about. And the old hickory, nut brown. And then the two seasonals is a pumpkin stout. And a Christmas candy cane. Yeah, not peppermint, but a candy cane Christmas ale. Yep. So we'll let you know how those go as we drink them. And my compatriots was, here are like halfway through. I was
1: trying to keep up with everyone you announced I would try, but
0: I'm a little slow. <laughs> That's okay. So Matt, thanks for being with us here again today. Matt, you, uh, you're you setting a flighty thoughts precedent. Two starring, guest starring roles back to back. How do you feel about that? I feel pretty special. So very special. I don't think you belong here.
2: (laughs) I've been told I was a creep. (laughs) So
0: last night, we all went camping, and um, that song, Creep, by... That's Stuntable Pilots? Radiohead. Radiohead. was a a theme. And we Um, don't know why. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It just came up,
2: and it stayed.
0: But something I noticed is that we have been... Pulling up old songs from, yes. you know, 70s, 80s, and 90s, yes. and just singing the little The hits you know and love. That's right. Vanilla Ice, Michael Jackson. I mean, we are we're like our very own Pandora, if you, if we you were to think about it.
2: Yeah. We are definitely the box of Pandora.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, it was Bevel's first camping trip. Yes.
1: We need to talk about this. I came unprepared, and it shows because I stopped at Cub Scouts,
0: How no, I continued. I think you came as prepared as anybody that's ever gone camping for the first time has come prepared. I mean, you at least brought a tent. Did you tell them about the text message you sent me before I got out there?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You didn't tell me about this.
0: So we get out to the campground, and we're starting to set up, and uh,
2: Bevel pulls out his sleeping bag, and it's like a Walmart 40-degree summer sleeping bag, (laughs) and I uh, I sent David a message. And it's currently 32 outside. And I sent David a message, and I said, hey, do you by chance have another sleeping bag you could pack because... uh, Bevel brought a 40, de- 40 degree bag and he's gonna die. Yeah, that's what i saying.
0: <laughs> Bring an extra sleeping bag if you have one. Yeah. Bevel's in a 40 degree, laughy face. He's then, gonna die. And then, yeah. I
1: fr- like, be- before David got there, Matt and I were talking about it. I, I forget what started this conversation, but it cracked me up because I said something to Matt and then he's like, Oh,
2: no, I'll be no, fine. You're gonna die. No, he's <laughs> he gonna die. He goes, It's so cold out here. You're gonna die. I was like, Oh, no.
0: You're gonna die. I'll be
2: fine. Um, like I brought like a negative 40 degree bag and a heater and a yeah. pad and all that.
0: Say so this isn't my first time. I'm, I'm gonna be fine,
2: right. yeah, so I, I really like camping in cold weather better than hot weather. like I can oh, I can put more clothes on and get in a sleeping bag, but once it gets hot, it's just miserable. Mm. So we spent a good couple hours yesterday driving around hot springs, which was amazing. we had to go so many places to find camping stuff.
1: In yeah, in hot
2: springs. Yeah, in a town that is supposed to be known for the outdoors and what we realize—they're more for the gram. It, it is. It's more for social media posting. Look at us—we're outdoorsy people. You know, we're wearing Fayette Chill and stuff like that. But there's nothing practical for being outside.
0: <laughs> it speaks to who we are, as we're rather. So I was taking this class, and they talked about things marketing basically that you have to make it for the selfie generation because if you can't take a picture of it, or it, if you can't do it it doesn't exist because we've lost the ability to do things for ourselves so i took
2: a preaching class one time and the whole premise of the class was is that if you can't fit your sermon into 140 characters to post the whole really? entire thing on twitter then you're not doing it right And I'm like, seriously, that's what we're teaching people?
0: That's a degradation of society. your
2: relationship with God has to be fit within two seconds of your day or Mm -hmm. else it's not relevant? Mm -hmm. You know, I used to uh, do Preaching Rocket, and I found it was helpful for some things. What is that?
1: It's uh, like a 12-week type course. You could pay for it, and you could access it whenever you want. Like, I still have access to it. I've only done a few of them. I hadn't even finished them. And it's very good in teaching you a lot of the dynamics and parts about preaching and delivering, which is good because I think, you know, I went to seminary. I learned some of that, but not until you get in the practice of it, do you realize 50% is preparation. The other 50 is interacting with the people you're talking to feeding off of them and really trusting the Holy spirit to lead you in what you're saying. And so, uh, One of the big things they're a proponent of is the big idea. Like in one elevator sentence, you know, Mm -hmm. just bam, you got to hit it. And I think that's good because it forces you to hone in what am I trying to say? And and that's keeps you on point. Most preachers that, that, you know, are mentoring younger preachers will tell them, like, at the top of your sheet, write down, so what? Or, you know, like, what's the point of this? What's the end goal? And, And so it's good. The the problem could be though, and and I, I get the pushback, and I agree with you, is our faith and theology are very nuanced things, right? And sometimes you need us, you need to camp
2: out, literally. Well, you have to leave them with a point that they can walk away with because they're not going to remember all thirty minutes. Yeah. But if they can remember one solid thing about what you said, and I get that. Um, so the way I always form my my sermons and messages, things like that. Is I really take a copy from Andy Stanley. Mm. And somebody asks, How do you talk to so many different dynamic crowds? And that's what I have to do. I talk to teenagers. Yeah. I talk to a contemporary service. Then I talk to a traditional, uh, what you'd call high service, I guess. High Holy and Church. To- totally different crowds with totally different mindsets, different worldviews, all that stuff. Um, and so I started out with a me, we, or a me, you, God, we, you. And so what it is, I start out talking about where I'm at, you know, with what we're talking about, the the scripture, whatever it is, um, and then talk about where we are as humans, you know, where do we fit into this? And then what does God say about it? And so that's when we go to scripture and talk about that. Mm. And then what are you going to do with it? Now that you know this is what God has said and we have, you know, admitted this is where we are as humans, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. And then what are we as the church going to do with it? And, and that has really helped me uh, to maintain that focus of building around a strong take home, sending something that they can have, you know, yeah. give
0: them something to walk out the door. Right. With.
2: Right.
1: I had somebody one time at an appointment, um, mention, I don't know why we're trying to do three point sermons and all the stuff of that. My wife just later on told me, she's like, do they ever listen to you preach? Like you <laughs> never do three point sermons. Like no. I, I try to be as in the moment and like not regimented. Actually, recently I preached a sermon in Advent, uh, where, I had three points, and each one started with the the letter C. And yeah. I was, and I made fun of it in a way. I was like, "I'm sorry, like I never do
2: this, but it just You're works." It no. And then I threw a fourth C in there. Ooh. I had a preacher tell me one time, "If you've got three points, you've got three Sundays." Really? And I was like, "Oh, that's a smart idea." <laughs> um, but like I, I was told one time, you know, if people remember the house, they don't remember the materials. Mm. And I thought about that, you know, when it comes to to speaking to people, and really even relationships with people, they remember who you are to them they don't necessarily pay attention to all the details about you. They yeah. make you who you are. They, they accept and take what you give them. Mm. And it's kind of like the same way with, with preaching, you know, they're not going to remember every single word you said, but they're going to
0: remember the intent and the content of what you were talking about. I'm not going to remember
2: hundred percent of what I say. No,
0: but the difficulty too. And I wonder if you guys have this is having to, having to cast the net broad enough that each individual personality type will find something else. And I think that comes see. through relationship. Yeah, yeah.
2: So I'm gonna I'm gonna go off page here and talk about this minor 49er. Mm-hmm. I was really excited about it just because of the name, but I really, really, really like it, mm-hmm. I like a whole bunch. I wish I kind of had another one of those. Um, throwing hints up there to Brad.
0: Thanks. Throwing <laughs> hints up there Brad, <laughs> as Brad delivers our bratwurst. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> these are these are good. While we discuss these beers, I have one question before we take a, a break. We're gonna do something new here: no, a musical don't interlude. Do it. <laughs> A musical interlude while we eat our food, but so when you drink your beer, your flight, do you go light to dark or dark to light? I start where the brewer tells me to start, <laughs> which is usually at the top and goes down from the top. Make it drop. So I like to start from light to dark because I like to let the darker beers warm up.
1: And Same flavors thing. thing. I usually um, I mentioned this last time, so I start light to dark, but I usually will taste them all and then go with the ones I like the least and then end on the ones I like the most. Mm-hmm. This one,
2: I'm just drinking the whole thing starting from light, going to dark. See, I try not to taste them before I start on them mm-hmm. because I don't want to form bias oh. and not give the beer its due. Well, there so you go. So like by See. the time I move to the next one, I've already forgot about the first one. You know, <laughs> I feel like it's fair that way. You, know? <laughs> you don't want to go through the classroom and get the smartest kids out. You want to teach all the kids.
0: <laughs> you guys check out this little interlude of music written by our very own Mr. Bevel. hope you enjoyed that musical interlude by Bevel. We're back at it. We had to stop for some bratwursts. Mm, they were so good. Yeah. That was one thing about camping is we woke up this morning and it was boot in for breakfast while Matt slept. Which
1: was funny because Matt bought so much breakfast food. We didn't
2: touch one, one thing he bought. Yeah. I brought stuff for breakfast burritos as I was instructed.
0: But you didn't make them.
2: You said you were making them. He, I was just he him. He slept in. He a little lazy getting out of uh, tent. I don't
0: know about that.
2: <laughs> how how much longer than y'all did I sleep? About an hour. Yeah. Oh, really? No.
1: Oh. I went in there and and shook. I like up. I was awake. I heard you talking. talking. <laughs> so he Matt rolled over because uh, I was out of there like onto everything that I slept in or on last night. And I like, I didn't even see his awkward. face. I just kind of shook the end of whatever was no, there. He was, he was no longer in there. <laughs>
2: <don't wanna> <laughs> just no, so you know, my sleeping pad deflated and I looked at his, I was like, man, that thing looks really fluffy. And so I rolled over on it and it was, it was real nice. <laughs> and
0: then he slept for another hour. Yeah. hour and a half. No, I was awake. I was awake. <laughs>
2: like, so, so I got up this morning, to go to the bathroom and went back to sleep. And my alarm went off at six, which I normally get up and I went back to sleep and I was sleeping really good, and I was having some really cool dreams. So I was like, I'm just going to see how far this thing goes. <laughs> so I didn't have anything <laughs> just to do. do it.
0: Yeah, isn't that great? Those times you don't have anything to do. Yeah. Because I usually keep it pretty routine. Get up a certain time. Do this. Do this. Make all some right. coffee.
1: So be honest with me. I, I don't know if y'all
0: use the flat pack uh, grill thing or whatever
1: that I got. But what did you think of it? Did it work out all right?
0: It was it, pretty cute. It was neat. It was pretty cute. I've been one and one for a while, but I think... It takes a longer to do the fire. And I wonder if you wouldn't um, fill it up with wood on the top, right? light it from the bottom, and then walk away and come back and if it wouldn't have some coals. Oh, yeah. That'd
2: probably be the best so, thing. So yeah. my thing with that type of stove, which is going to sound really weird, is the weight and the ability to pack it because it packs down flat. But it's heavy. But it's heavier and it's awkward shape where it's like I've got a Primus stove that fits in the bottom of the gas canister. Mm. And it's like the size of a grapefruit. All together mm. and I can use it all week long. Yeah. And so I can stuff it in my bag and forget it. But I like it the was idea neat though.
0: I like the idea of having that where because of the, the how it packs flat, you can put it in there. You can throw it's good great for car camping. And yeah, you, you can use it no matter what. Like you can use it with charcoal, you can use it with fuel, you can use it with wood. That's the yeah. universality of it is good as well. Yeah.
1: I'm not a big charcoal guy. We actually Brought charcoal when we went for Thanksgiving because we thought we were going to grill stuff, but it was cold, so we ended up doing steaks inside. Yeah. I've just never used charcoal. I mean, I know it's good. Charcoal Jeez. is the way to do it. Love, people love
2: the taste of things cooked on charcoal, too. I've, I've learned a lot of people start cooking too soon on the charcoal, yep. and that's what makes it taste raunchy.
0: Yeah, it makes it take like lighter fluid or whatever it is. Right, so you have yeah. to really wait. And it, it depends if you're going to cook. So last night we cooked a Dutch oven, but we used charcoal. Yep. But it didn't matter so much if it... It's not contacting it or the right. flames yeah. on it. Yeah. So here's speaking the key of charcoal. Here's the key. Real quick. Okay. Oh, you go ahead. You do your I'm thing, and then I'll you. talk mine. The key to knowing when charcoal is ready is if you can't hold your hand over it mm. for five seconds, then it's hot enough to go. I thought mm. it was when it was all
2: mm. encased in white.
0: Yeah, that that yeah. makes
1: sense, like visual thing. But I like the so hand speaking thing
2: too. of of lighter fluid and charcoal. Let's talk about this IPA. Because this is the first IPA I think I've ever had that does not taste like charcoal or lighter fluid. <laughs> <laughs> it traditional It is
0: amazing. It's definitely a good drink. And something about the stud duck beers that Brad was telling us about is they are naturally fermented. So what happens when you go to a lot of your larger regional breweries, they pipe in the carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide? carbon, yep. Yeah, carbon dioxide. To speed it up. Yeah, or when they do it, so they they don't ferment in the kegs or they don't ferment in the cans, so they add it in there. Um, and this is is not like that, so you can tell when some of them have been sitting and been fermented, and and the sugars eats all the or the, the yeast eats all the sugar, which makes the alcohol, which makes it carbonated, and it's pretty good too. Y'all y'all could also see what he poured. And one thing I've seen at this brewery that I haven't seen around is when he poured, it was the IPA and the pineapple cider was. The frothy head mm-hmm. that like yeah went, oh, I'm going to mess this up, convexed. Yeah. Yep. As opposed to concave, convexed. Yep. And that is a indicator of a well-balanced beer when right. the head comes up like that. And it's one that you, you see this a lot of times in the Belgian beers mm-hmm. is the heads just can go higher and higher and higher and not spill over. So well, well done and, with And that. I
2: think their brewing process leans a lot into that because you see with a lot of breweries, they're trying to go for mass quantity all at once. hmm Whereas here they can focus more on the quality of it, yeah, uh, as regards to the quantity.
1: He's talking about that Stella Artois commercial right, where they're right. trying to <laughs> use a fork or knife or something to do cut guys, the
0: head. Do you guys remember when Stella Artois was like the biggest import beer in the United States? Everyone wanted a Stella, and it was really good. And you go over to Europe, and they're like, "Yeah, that's like that's like <laughs> Miller mill. Light. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Bush Light stuff that we don't oh, even drink." I, over there. I had a buddy one time. He came back from Iraq, and he was like.
2: Yeah, I just sit around now and drink Stella and coffee, and I'm like, "What are you like a military hipster? Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Just shut up, buddy."
0: <laughs> I got a, a buddy too who uh, he looks like he would be a hipster slash millennial. He's actually going to be on the episode. And we'll give him a hard time about mm. this, but you know he he looks like he would be a craft beer aficionado, and he's like, nah, Bush Light's my favorite beer." Bush Light, <laughs> I'm like, dude. Really? He's like, yeah, bush light. I tried all that stuff, and I'm going to the bush so light. So my brother-in-law you know. drinks natural light. Talking about you, Jacob. <laughs> Good. Natty light? Natty
2: light. He really? loves it. And he, he, he can tell you why. He's like, oh, it's the only beer in Arkansas that's brewed with rice, except for now that the second rodeo comes out by, I think it's lost 40, I guess.
0: Um, Budweiser's brewed with ice. Rice. rice. Is it? I Isn't it?
2: See. Yeah. I, don't, I don't drink Budweiser. I think yeah. that is the nastiest stuff on the planet.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of um, fillers that- that sometimes used you, oh. you it used to be that fillers were like not really popular <clears throat> in beer, and now mm. you're starting to see it. Everything from candy canes to cinnamon rolls and other yeah. stuff. And I don't know if you call those really fillers or just added. Oh, let's talk about have...
2: that stuff that Bevel had last night that was wrong. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That I liked and y'all hated the snickerdoodle it chocolate Christmas Sin or something like that.
0: Chia cookie. Stout. You have yeah. a good memory.
2: Like oh. chia, like the little stuff that you put on that little pottery animal and it grows. First. No, 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 no. It's, Like the high it's in chia omega three seeds, seeds. There, Matthew. Great <laughs> right. What do you think chia grows from?
0: Chia. <laughs> oh man, I always wanted one of those. It was
2: raunchy. Like I took a drink of it and it was like I was drinking fermented molasses. With cinnamon and bad decisions in it. Bad decisions.
0: <laughs> it tasted of regret and broken promises. I like promises. the consistency
2: <laughs> of my beer Sometime to be like motor oil. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's goodness. what it was like. That's I mean, you could exactly probably like... run a diesel engine a few <laughs> miles away. What was the
0: alcohol content in that?
1: Uh, It was probably high up there. I think it was like 12 or something. I think it was 13.8 is what I saw.
0: Well, that one, the other one we had that was really good it was 13.8. And I don't oh, remember the name the of that. Oh, the
1: Lagunitas? Lagunitas. Um, that was a coffee. That was a rye barrel. Coffee and peril stout. Um... Uh, Asian rye barrels, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Check Those that one really out as good. well. It was very
0: good. That really, one I feel like. All you need is one.
1: Right. Yeah, all you need is one. That one I feel like has sort of the back taste is like almost like you're drinking wine in a sense, but yeah. not too terribly
2: much because I don't love wine.
0: No, that's too bad.
2: I'm going for the Kahama Hamala. Kahama Hamaha. Kahama Hima it's, it's
0: really good. And you I think that one pay, pairs really right. well with the spice lemon wheat. Three spice lemon wheat. Kamehameha. Kamehame. Wow,
2: that's way off. Very off. So, one of the things no, Brad was saying about the their Miki beer Maka. is the names that they have. He said they wanted to be patriotic because they're super American, but they didn't want to be like so patriotic. It was like cheesy. And the names that they chose for all their beers aren't like the poster children American Patriot names, but they're the names of the people that actually made America what America is. Mm. And so I love that. So, instead of, you know, the poster child, look at us, you know, American, all that. It's the the true players in the story, you know, and, and I love that. And Kamehameha was the king that united all of Hawaii. Wow. Yeah, the Hawaiian Islands. So, so I
0: think it's also cool because you know how beer brings on subtle notes of flavors and different stuff. Their names of their beers are subtle references to other things yeah. too. So there's different layers that go along with that.
1: There's some history down there, I know. Oh that's
0: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh so it's one of my favorite writing. things to
2: do during holidays is when my mom is baking, she uses pineapples and like upside down mm, cakes and all that. Yes. To drink the pineapple juice. And this Kamehameha is Smoking. It's great. It is Amazing. very good. Like, I might get some of that to go. There you go. In a growler, of course. You ever had Silk a container. hummingbird cake? It's really, really good. No, it sounds like that would send me into a diabetic
1: coma. I just don't know how, how they, they catch the hummingbirds to
0: put in the cake. That's the yeah. one that they start fermenting, or they soaking in stuff for so, years, right? y'all want to hear something yeah. cool about hummingbirds? Rum? Is it rum? So, my
2: wife's yeah. parents live like six houses away from us. Mm-hmm. And in their house, in the middle of town, they have had wild turkeys roost. Hmm. They have had a bald eagle build a nest. i got a wild turkey in my house, too.
1: (laughs) Different type. (laughs) This
2: is a real bird. Um, (laughs) And and now they have a broad-tailed hummingbird that is nesting at their house, which is weird because, A, hummingbirds have already moved on by this point in the year, but, B, this is the fifth sighting of a broad-tailed hummingbird uh, past the Rockies, in recorded history oh that's really neat so they have had bird watchers from all over the united states they have a professor from the smithsonian that is staying in town i would like to come and observe and checking out these birds how big is when Eighty five hundred people in the middle of the arkansas delta at the foot of crowley's
0: ridge okay so you said it there the the mississippi delta that's what's going to bring in some really cool stuff right really are hummingbirds migratory yeah huh that's really cool. Yeah. But like usually we have like ruby throated red uh, hummingbirds, things
2: like that. But a broad tailed hummingbird, this is a fifth sighting ever recorded east of the, of the, Rockies. Of the Rockies. That's yeah. really cool. And it's
0: in their yard. Like who, he's still there. Who first noticed it? Her mom
2: noticed it yeah. and thought it was a ruby throat at first, but then when it perched and was feeding, she realized yeah. there was no red. So she took a picture and sent it to this birding community on Mm -hmm. Facebook she's a part of. And this one lady contacted her just like almost in panic mode. (laughs) Can I come see it? Please let me come see it. Please let me come see it. I'm on the road now. She's like, okay. But like they'll have people come and knock on their door just at random hours or call ahead and go, hey, I'm coming in from Denver. Do
0: you mind if I take a look at your bird? (laughs) See? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It is amazing. Like what kind of hobbies bring that amount of passion into it, that's fantastic. So, so my uncle aside from brewing, my uncle is
2: an ornithologist, and he's the leader of the nature nature conservancy in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Or the leader, he's, they're like a cult. No, he's the director. Sorry, Should you see um, the, the initiation and like, process. I'll drink this Kool Aid like a bird. I remember when I was a kid, him and my aunt would go on dates. And it they eats, would go, the it, the it <laughs> eats the worm or gets the hose. They would go on dates bird watching. Yeah, and like for their honeymoon, they went to the Galapagos Islands, mm-hmm. and so he could do a study on some rare bird there. And I was like, "Okay, that's kind of cool, weird. I don't know. I don't know how to approach <laughs> Committed. this." Committed, but bird people are like, and they're classy, which is really like if they come and, and look at birds at your house, they'll like leave you a gift or like write you a thank you card and say thank you for letting me stand in your backyard for five minutes and take a picture of this bird. It's kind of like geocachers. I'm leaving a little
1: gift in this thing. You can right. find yeah. it. Was here on this day. Like they, There's like a keychain that I got yeah. from McDonald's. Carve
2: a white dove out of ivory soap and leave on the doorstep. <laughs> They're definitely
0: not loud. That's good. I mean, those are the guests you want, the ones that are not loud. <laughs> oh,
2: and like they'll come out with like lenses, like two feet, three feet long. <laughs> it's like, aren't those just to look a, at stars?
0: Well, yeah. And they take
2: a picture of a bird that's like a foot in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, is that necessary?
0: <laughs> you can see its beautiful underbelly. <laughs> so I'm getting lost in this pumpkin. Is it pumpkin spice? What is it? Pumpkin stout. The Great Pumpkin Stout. The Great Pumpkin Stout. That's a yeah. reference
2: to, uh, there again, the foundation of America, Charles Schultz and Charlie Brown, the Great Pumpkin.
0: As far as the stout goes, it's light, but it's got a lot of flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, y'all I are think little... we're going to have to call this the beer episode, because yeah. we're diving into the beer. Y'all are very slow.
1: I'm done drinking. So I'll go ahead and-
0: I think mm. that presents us with another problem, Bevel.
1: Does it? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, my top two favorites, uh, well, I liked all of them, really- um Old Hickory.
0: You like that one, huh? It
1: has Andrew Jackson. A nice smoky flavor that you you just aren't gonna find. Right. Um it does and I love it. And it's sort of like my my whole thought with pale ales, where it's it's got sort of this mysterious flavor that you're trying to figure mm-hmm. out what it is. And then my
0: top, which That's the nut brown, by the way, the old yeah, hickory, the old molasses hickory molasses nut brown.
1: And then my top is uh, Amendment 21, the three spice lemon wheat. There's something so to that
0: one mm-hmm. great yeah, about really the
1: balance one. because usually lemon punches you in the mouth. And this, like, the first taste are the spices yeah. and then it crisply ends on the lemon. So, I love it.
0: So, yeah. one thing I've Ooh, noticed that's with, a really good way to put it.
2: Yeah, yeah. One thing I've noticed with all of their beer is like the flavor is balanced all the way through. Mm-hmm. You don't have so much of one that it overpowers the rest, but you get a good balance. Between the entire mm-hmm. flavors that they want you to notice, yeah, which is so rare in any type of brewing to get that kind of balance and to get that kind of measurement to where they can say we want you to taste earthy notes, we want you to taste you know coffee notes or chocolate notes, and you taste all those. Usually, you're like, well, this tastes like I'm chewing on a piece of ginger clove or something, <laughs> you know. Uh, but you don't get that here. It's like a and, and all of them have been easy to drink. It's not like you got to get the the head twitch and try to muscle <laughs> to it, down. it out.
0: Well, they have. As far as like what you would consider stereotypical beers they have the pilsner which was good and a pilsner is different than a lager yeah you know and it's very good and then the traditional ipa which is also good but then the rest of them are experimental beer well i don't even know if you call them experimental beers but um your non-traditional p- pale ales etc and that stuff and they're all like very unique and very mm. good i haven't tried the christmas one yet I'm, I'm fixing to dive into that but i agree with you about the three spice lemon wheat. Yeah. That one was really good. It, yeah. And like, not surprisingly good, but like surprisingly drinkable morning, noon, or night. Yeah,
1: because you expect the lemon to punch you in the mouth and, and to th- like just look at the name, you expect the lemon to punch you in the mouth and then like the spices to be an afterthought. Yeah. And but you it's get not the like exact
0: opposite. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And I will say when I think lemon wheat, I think of like a very light beer that you could almost put ice in and drink all day, you Mm. know? And this one has some uh, range to it, some depth. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I like it.
0: Absolutely. You know, we got to get my buddy up. Um, He, he is a national judge for beer brewing competitions. Like Mm. we talk about notes and, different things but like he, he has the degree <laughs> yeah
1: try try to use only 140 characters with this guy he's yeah. gonna be like no no no. we're, we're gonna i are gonna, we're gonna need to explain it more yeah. i've got essays i and can essays. only
2: explain the front end with 140 characters <laughs> yeah. just the smell alone uh is what i can mm. cover
1: hey so uh funny aside you're you're talking about a uh, shout out to jacob which yeah. i can't wait to meet um the other night, I was live streaming our high school basketball games, and one of our uh, one of the the senior high girls who, um, who, who's one of the great players really on the team. She's a, a senior this year. She came up and she's like, "Oh, I have to tell somebody hi on the live stream." I'm like, okay, and she she like put her face in front of the camera. She's like, "Hey, Chris." I was so tempted. Is that her to, boyfriend? No, it wasn't her boyfriend. I think it was just a friend or something like that. I was so tempted to turn around and, be, and like I have my mask on and be like, "Hey, Chris," you know, like she's so sweet. But I, I was like, "No." You need
0: to throw shade on a high school kid. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. She would just roll her eyes like, "Oh gosh, oh man." <laughs> or punch
0: you in the throat and walk. Yeah, yeah. probably so. Yeah. Kind of love that that small town.
2: Cause you're a creep.
0: <laughs> I'm a weirdo. Yeah that could be the interlude music who knows so <laughs> felt oh. like you would lose listeners would you go camping again
1: oh absolutely yeah yeah i think i'll come better prepared
0: how and, would you be better prepared
1: um well definitely check the weather before you check, come not only check i knew the weather knew the going weather. into it i will check my sleeping bag and then also something i didn't know i i had seen these sleeping pads and i just thought like oh that's a nice little thing i didn't know anything about it I learned it was a crash course Matt so, taught me. So
2: when we were looking for a sleeping <laughs> pad, we came across one one sporting one. goods store. Like <laughs> big chain sporting goods store had two sleeping pads in the entire place wow. and they were the worst they ones. They were the cheapest easiest ones and Bev was like, "Well, this is sufficientness." And I was like, "Well, you know, it's the difference between do you want to be comfortable or do you want to be dead?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the I would dead choose theme. not death. Yeah. 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 Very comfortable.
1: But, so thankfully, we went somewhere else that had had a higher R rating, which I didn't yes, know. Yes.
2: Yeah, I hooked, up my, uh, hooked him up with my buddies at Washtenaw Outdoor Outfitters in Hot Springs. Shout uh, out. I've bought yes. I've bought a bunch of whitewater and kayaking gear from them in the future. And I was actually telling the guy at the counter, I was like, there's no telling how many of y'all's hats I've lost in my life. <laughs> and he just started laughing. He's like, yeah, I've done that a few times. <laughs> but
1: uh,
0: Sacrifice to the river. Well, it's
1: funny because there was even one I could have gotten that was – Uh, not as well quality and I was just like this is an investment and that's one of the things I I told Matt I said you know I've been trying to prepare as well as I can without much knowledge but for you know I don't know how deep I'll get into backpacking I could see trying it out at least I don't know if I'll love it as much as you do you will Um, but I want to try that I want to do like solo camping just by myself or like with y'all uh, and then like my family, I want to yeah. get uh, – of course, the temperatures will be much different than they were today, right. yeah. uh, yesterday. But uh, the interesting thing is trying to think about what's something that can be used for both Both or all three, right. and you're not going to f- ever find something. And then also, too, and y'all said this, and I figured this was the case, is – You learn by mere mistakes, and y'all have been camping much longer than I have. And so, over the years, you find certain things, you invest in it, and it's going to last a long time. Like the sleeping pad I got got will last a long time,
0: 100%.
2: So, you can even
0: repair it if it breaks. So,
2: fun fact is that David's brother in law is actually my college roommate, and we go on a backpacking trip every year for a week or 10 days or whatnot. And every year, he makes fun of me because I have (laughs) new gear. Or yeah. something I have changed is different. And the whole thing about camping is it is a live and learn thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you may go one camping trip and realize that your rain gear is adequately, you know, sucky. Earth. Yeah. Yeah. It's just <laughs> inadequate and woeful and awful. Or like your sleeping bag. Yeah. It's warm, but it weighs 19 pounds or something. Mm. And so one of the things that I've gotten into is gear testing, you Mm -hmm. know, I'll hook up with a company and like, well, here, try this sleep bag out and write us a review. I'm like, okay. Mm. Well, then somebody will reach out to me and go, hey, you know, try these boots out and write us a review. I'm like, okay, I will. Thank you. um,
0: (laughs) Not too. And so he always
2: laughs at me. He's like, I've been using the same stuff since college. I was like, Yeah, that's why you're miserable. <laughs> but but the thing about Tony is Tony doesn't know how to be miserable. Like in college, he would eat for seventy two cents a week. He would buy rice and beans and cornbread, cook it all, mix it together, and eat off of that. So it's really hard to out camp him. Other like, people's
0: other people's miserable yeah, is normal. Like he was camping when camping wasn't cool. You know. Yeah. Um, well, that's but.
2: Great. It's camping is totally about, hey, learn this, do that. And one thing I've learned in the camping world is that cheaper is usually not the way to go. Mm. Mm. You know, when you pay high dollar for something in the camping world, you're usually getting what you pay for. Mm. Um, And so
0: or you're getting the ability to say, hey, this isn't work. Send me another one. Right. Mm. Yeah.
2: Um, And so like when I started out, I was very much generic off brand. What can I get at Walmart or Academy? Something like that. And now when I go camping, like, I've got, like, brand name, tried and true, mm-hmm. expensive stuff. Uh, I haven't paid full price for a lot of things, you know, <laughs> yeah, obviously because right. of the gear testing. Um, but it's worth it, you know.
0: <laughs> so, I, I, so tell me, what, what, what does REI stand for? Recreational Equipment Incorporated. Okay. You bring up a lot of good points with, with everything like that. And you correlate to other stuff, too. So the brand name stuff is, a lot of times, the better stuff. But that doesn't mean you have to buy it when it, it's its full cost. I if know. you if you can holdouts, yeah, REI, REI does a garage sale yes. thing, mm. and you can
2: buy stuff. You can buy stuff that's brand new for seventy percent off. Once yeah. or twice, like yeah. boots, they'll wear them once. Be like, I don't like. They, them, they realize they're back. not camping people, exactly. The, well, the cool yeah. thing about the camping community is people don't mind taking a loss for the benefit of somebody else. A lot of times, mm. like, there is I've, community I've for that. I've gotten that. boots that were like two hundred fifty bucks, and I didn't like the arch in my foot. Well, I'll talk to somebody that's got a high arch. I'm like, hey, hundred bucks are yours. Yeah, well, you've only worn them once. I'm like, well, you need boots. They're not doing me any good, you know. (laughs) And so I could stiff arm them and and
0: probably get my money back. But why? Wouldn't it be great if we, by doing that, could get everyone to get outdoors and everyone to experience a little bit of a little less distraction of their phones and their televisions and their politics and just. Oh, I've had people like.
2: Leaving camp before and we're coming into camp and they see my cook set, you know, like I had the Boy Scouts <laughs> aluminum cook set and they're like, are you hiking with that? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, no, no. And they'll give me like a high dollar set of like GSR stuff yeah, yeah. just to make my experience better. And they don't, I'm they really- don't care that it just costs them, you know, 200 bucks.
0: Yeah. yeah. Money is not an issue here in the States. That's something I've learned. Like people will spend a shit ton of money on something for that. And sometimes it's worthwhile and sometimes it's just money spent as money. And I wonder what, oof, I, don't, I don't want to go down this hole, but I wonder what we could do if we could take that money and work at fixing bigger things. And so the hunger, right? Mm-hmm. World hunger has a price tag with, within the billions, not the trillions, the billions. But it's not that. Like we can't throw money at it. We have to fix the systems that happen. It's all the other, system, yeah. Right. Uh, I That's, think... Oof. Uh who was it? it wasn't it was national geographic mm-hmm. looked at the the top five richest
2: Americans and said that if one American gave even less than thirty percent of his wealth away, he could solve world hunger
0: right that's it. so
2: that shows you that money is not the problem it's the heart of of humanity. Why would you ever? Ever, ever, ever need to amass such kind of wealth. And I'm not a socialist. I'm for capitalism. I believe that's the way America's made. But even the founding fathers said that capitalism was made in mind for people to keep an eye on their countrymen. Mm. And they even said, Benjamin Franklin, I think, said that once people start seeing capitalism as a way to their own empire, that it will never work. Mm. And it's because, you know, I just finished a book, God and Guinness, and I think I talked about that a little bit on the last episode. One of the things that made them so successful is they took care of their people. Mm. You know, if their people needed a doctor, they had one. The company paid for it. You know, their Guinness people had some of the nicest housing in Ireland at some of the worst times in Ireland's history. Well,
1: and weren't you saying, I think it was in the car, about uh, different countries you've been to where um, you have good cell phone reception wherever you're at. And yeah. it's this thing of not ex- exploiting people that are e- in the country so right. that they can get higher speeds. And all. I mean, Guatem- that, Guatemala. that's a desert yeah. thing. Their like,
2: rule is if you are yeah. going to do business in the country, you have to do business in our country. You're not going to have like cell phone reception. We were in the most remote place of the country. Like we drove 20 miles to get to nowhere so that we could continue on to our place. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we had perfect cell phone service. I'm standing on the top of the mountain in the highest point in the country. I had full cell phone service.
0: That's a, a lot of people. That's their, that's their lifeline, right? That's well, how they transfer money. The government that's how they says, do You know,
2: stuff. you're not going to have cell phone service in the city and then shoddy cell phone service and hot and and hike up your prices in order for people to get service. If you're going to do business, you're going to do business.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and that's how I'm all for capitalism, but we have to do some kind of regulation If you've got $23 trillion in the bank, there's no reason you have a janitor that works for your company that makes 16 bucks an hour. Mm. You know? And I would think that would just be a normal thing of human compassion but people but don't live
0: with that but <laughs> that's that's anti-capitalism right there. yeah that's the problem it's you take the capitalistic way of make as much money as you can and do all this other stuff but you have to combine it with a little bit of ethics and integrity it's
1: sort of that thing of like you keep using that phrase i don't think it, don't me- think it think you means what it it you think it is yeah
2: <laughs> but like i said you know even the founding forefathers when they talked about capitalism they made sure that they pointed out that the whole point of capitalism was for the good of countrymen. The people. Yeah. And they and they said that from the beginning, is, is that if people start building up, building up, and forget about their countrymen, it's going to fail. Yeah. And I think that's where we're at. I mean, I don't know if I could live with that conviction of knowing that if I gave a third of my fortune to solve world hunger and I didn't do it. Yeah. You know? I I just oh that's condemning.
1: The crazy thing would be if we really looked at it on the large scale of if each person gave however much, that would it it really would not be that much. I don't think. Yeah. But, um, I don't I, you know I don't mean to shy to another topic or anything like that. No, but I was about to. I have learned uh, two things. I think I'm going to purchase uh, or look into Wait, investing in. Let me ask you this yeah, question yeah. beforehand because okay. we're
0: going to ask everyone this question. So. Okay. Your favorite piece of current gear uh-huh. and what you're looking for next as your current gear. We'll use that to close out. Okay. And then we'll go back to the beers. Um, I like my tent. Yeah. Like when I looked in the tents, I, wa- tent.
1: I wanted to get one that was an A-frame. I don't know why. I just like it's it. It's classic. I yeah. Just, yeah, I like it. So I like the tent. Um, I, I was even thinking last night in the midst of waking up here and there of like, you know, that'd be cool, like throwing my own gear in there and stuff and what not, even though I'll probably do a lot of car camping. Um, so that's the one I like the most. And the next next thing you're going to purchase. The next thing I'm going to purchase. Um, sleeping bag. Yeah. The yeah. sleeping bag is a must for sure. Because I do like cold weather camping. I, I love Matt it. and I were opposites of this, but uh, I, I told him I said this morning felt like it wasn't as cold as it was last night before we went to bed. And for him, it was the exact opposite. Yeah.
2: Well I was telling you last night, if I don't take a shower first thing in the morning, I'm cold all day long. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why. Poor guy. It's
0: so yeah, weird. I f- if
1: I don't take a shower in the morning, I, I do feel weird later in the day, but it's not enough to like anger me. The other thing would be as, one thing uh, the pandemic did. To ask your advice is uh I the the other big purchase I was thinking about making other than the sleeping bag would be a tarp to put over the tent. Yeah. One that's, that's kinda
2: highly rated for waterproof. You can get stuff. a blue
0: tarp. Uh-huh. Yeah. For fifteen bucks. Oh and no! I think indestructible. No,
2: no. You go to Harbor Freight. They're like seven, dude. Ooh, yeah, indestructible. <laughs> yeah.
0: Every time I go to Harbor Freight, I buy two of them just yeah. because I've got a <laughs> stack cause. of. Yeah,
2: I've got a stack of them.
0: Yeah, that's the one you want to get. Yeah. Somebody
2: rips it, you're like, eh.
0: That's true. Yeah. All right, for you, favorite piece of gear. Next purchase.
2: Um, man, favorite piece of gear. Tony's laughing at me right now because he's like, he has everything he wants. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm like, a, I'm, I have always been this way with anything that I do. I go for the best usually pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and, and that's because I learned early Buy on. once, cry
0: once. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: Because mm. um, I learned very quickly on that the things that I try to get cheaply, I'm usually, you know, pretty cheaply impressed with them and it's um, a waste of time too. It it's is. Like, oh, it is. Just should have Um paid and extra. like I love camping, I love hiking, I love roughing it, but I don't like being miserable while I'm
1: doing it. Right.
2: Um and so my favorite piece of gear right now is honestly my entire camping setup. Ah. Uh and as far as what would I buy next, I am looking at a 0 degree sleeping bag Yeah. Uh, because I, right now I have an ultralight 20 degree bag and the rule on on sleeping bags is Whatever the temperature rating is is the survival rating, and you need to add 20 degrees to that for comfort rating. Mm. So you a know, 20-degree bag to be truly comfortable it's 40 degrees, unless you've got extra clothes or you're going to throw a blanket over or something like that. So if you had zero
1: last night, you'd just been like, I'm waking up. Right, right.
2: <laughs> uh, but like last night, I had the uh, United States Marine Corps three-piece survival system and so it's supposed to keep you alive at negative 40 for like up to eight to 10 hours mm. so i was fine i was sleeping great but for hiking and ultralight stuff no it weighs like 19 pounds by itself <laughs> i mean so okay if not really 19 pounds but it's heavy no i think it's probably close to really 19. yes yeah i mean because it's it's two sleeping bags and then an outer bivy cover. oh that's right uh, which yeah. is waterproof windproof all that stuff and so if you're sleeping in a car or you're day hiking that's the way to go 100 percent. but if you're hiking that's it's not realistic, and yeah. so I'm looking at a zero degree bag made by um oh Skittles. What it's like Sierra Madre, yeah, I believe it's a new new company that's out. And I say new; they've been out a couple of years. Um, no, it's Pariah Outdoors. Sorry, oh, yeah. Sierra, you just got a, a free kick. <laughs> well, uh, Pariah Outdoors, and it's like it's a no questions asked warranty. You can call and say, "Hey, I think I ripped this seam." Can y'all help me fix it? And they're like, yeah, send it in. they send you a new bag. Right. And like their customer service is spot on.
0: And that's key, right? Because a lot of the stuff is the same and it's going to come down to to service and quality. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And like their stuff is practical. They don't sell like useless stuff. Like we have a titanium spam can opener. Yeah. You should buy it now. <laughs> Shaped like pigfoot.
1: Yeah, that's something else that's, I'd asked y'all about. Like there are certain things I looked into, and, and in the end, I felt like this is more like a tchotchke. Someone's trying to make money off of something that like you really don't need.
2: Tony, David's brother-in-law, is the one to let you know what things you absolutely don't need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I showed up camping one year, and his bag's like, "Yeah, I got it down to like twenty-two pounds. I'm good." I'm like. I know he's 41. And he'd go through, he's like, cell phone charger? You don't need that. I'm like, what if I need a cell phone? He's like, why would you need a cell phone? I'm like, what if we have an emergency? He goes, you got service on it? I was like, fair enough. Well, true enough. Um, <laughs> um, but like, I got rid of that. And it was just like a, a bunch of other things Random little things that yeah. they sell you to camp with right. that I never once needed. Like I used to carry a, a Swiss Army knife with like 12 or 13 different things on it. Not once did I pull it out. They're like, well, there's going to come a time when you've needed it. And I'm like, well, I've been camping for 20 years now. I've never not once needed, needed it. Yeah. <laughs> and I have lived through tornadoes, hailstorms, <laughs> you know, sub-degree weather, everything. So oh, man. Maybe if I was trying to Daniel Boone it out to California. I do
1: like your, uh, your, what was the word, your word of advice with the flat pack stove to top feed it i'm yep. gonna try that next time Go i think it probably work better yeah because
2: yeah. you only need the top part <laughs> right. right yeah
0: so for me i think uh i have a gerber multi-tool mm-hmm. that was given to me by my uncle before he passed on to the next journey and that is i mean it's got sentimental values but it's also got some really good things mm-hmm. I, I take yeah. it fishing with me i take it hiking with me I, I would tell my family i'm like all right girls it's official <laughs> when i put it on my my belt like it's yeah. it's camping time and that's what I want. My next purchase will probably be um, a better, better pots and pans. That's what I need: mm. some pots and pans. All hey, right, Matt. Where did you get that uh, multi
1: tool that we're splitting wood with? That spatula, <laughs> the spatula <laughs> slash <laughs> knife um, slash splitter slash <laughs> bottle opener slash like so zombie apocalypse preparedness. Ac- apocalypse so I guy. got that grill set back
2: when I, I think when I graduated college, wow. or, or maybe when I when I got married.
0: So like decades um, ago.
2: Yeah. And I always tell people that if we ever go to war, or if zombies ever really happen, <laughs> I'm going to buy, I'm going to borrow, or I'm going to borrow. I have them. I'm going to grab a gun and that spatula yeah. because <laughs> one edge of it is like serrated. It's like a Viking...
0: Yeah, That's it tool. weighs yeah.
2: it weighs six pounds. One of the edges is serrated. The other like side the is actual while like you're a using saw. It, you know, no lie, um, while you
0: were sleeping, Bevel used it to chop wooden. Half I heard him. Yeah. Well, I've used it for that <laughs> like many times. Bevel, I've got an axe. He's like, no, 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 I'm good. Watch this. <laughs> yeah. bite, bite, bite. I mean, and it, it
2: <laughs> does that. And I've always told people, yes, if I am oh. in a survival situation. That spatula is coming with me. Yeah, <laughs> because you think about it: if somebody overruns your camp, you're not going to go. Where's the nearest weapon cache? You're going to go. Where's the heaviest, most destructive object I can find? And I can tell you, I can pick up that Fire spatula <laughs> and disconnect somebody's head from their shoulders a lot quicker <laughs> than I can load and prepare a gun for
0: battle. You know? And I know there's somebody out there going, Readiness. "I always
2: keep my gun loaded." No, you don't. That's not. <laughs> no, that's not you safe. don't. It's not safe.
0: <laughs> All right. So, we're going to take that. We're going to switch. We're going to get... This is definitely the camping slash beer episode. Yeah. So, let's switch it to the beers. And, uh, Bevel, you rated your beers,
1: right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think my top, actually, is that three-spice uh, lemon
0: wheat. Nice. The Limit 21. It's so good, man. Nice. I'm digging that. Matt, what about you? I mean, you haven't tried the pumpkin and the Christmas. Both of them are very good. So, I... Uh...
2: I could honestly come and drink any beer here. Like if someone, if I walk in and said here, have this, it's a so-and-so, such a, and I would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some place I'll go. I'm like,
0: eh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'll
2: figure out a reason to drop it or something like that. Um, <laughs> to drop it. But here I, I, I could honestly be good with anything that I drank. Um, I liked the minor 49er. Uh, that was fun. That was a good one. Kahama. Hey, Kamehameha. 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 Oh, I'm going to get it right. It right. <laughs> Gosh. Um, and I'm fixing to drink the the rest of the old hickory here.
0: So you guys may not have a chance to have this when you come, you being the listeners, but their their Candy Cane Christmas Ale is pretty good. It, or was a Stout. Candy Cane Christmas Stout. Sorry. It's pretty good. Um, I like it. And it's smooth. Mm-hmm. It does put you in the Christmas spirit. Three days old. Three days Three old. Oh. <gasps> So, nice. yeah, so try it. Um, Merry
1: Christmas to I agree all. with
0: you on the three-spice lemon wheat. It yeah. was really good. It was unexpectedly good. Yeah. Um, not that I had any expectations, but, you know, you get these preconceived notions with names. And the uh, pineapple cider, too, is really good. And yeah. the California steam. I'm going to go with the California steam because... Oh, yeah, 100%. I was excited about that because of what it is. And it did not disappoint on both its uh, range and its kind of like... Shock value is not the right word, but like where you expect something and have something. Presentation. Else. Yeah, it was yeah. it was Ooh. good. So thanks to Brad for thanks, Brad. Uh, yep. pouring yep. us yep. some beers and cooking us up some brats and letting
2: us come out. So here. another thing I just want to throw in a side note is their mixed drinks. All of their mixed drinks involve their beer. Which for a brewery oh, yeah. is really cool. That's funny. Because they're sticking true to their purpose. You know, oh, they don't nice. have like a Shirley Temple that has absolutely nothing to do with their purpose for existing. Yeah. But all of their all of their mixed drinks show that they put in the time and the homework to be creative, to be artists truly in what they're doing. Yeah. So check out stud Duck Brewery.
0: Uh, they've only been around for about a year and a half. And mm. ask Brad how they got the name. Yes. yes. <laughs> Brad will let you know. They're in Lonsdale, Arkansas. It's good. Um, It's a good easy trip to get to. Worth it. Come out in the afternoon. They'll have a fire when it's cold and swings. Bring the kids and see if you can. I mean, I bet you guys see deer up here all the time. Yeah. It's uh It's pretty fantastic. So check it out. Thanks for listening today. And check out our mini-sode. Yes, the mini-sodes too. And we hope that this conversation today has been... Uh, Someone entertaining and has helped you ring true or resonate with something. Mm, amen, brother. Yeah. <laughs> amen, brethren. And also rate and review <laughs> us wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to us. Yeah. Leave a message. I, oh, I, yeah. I
1: almost thought about
0: calling to leave a message just to see if you'd get it because I don't check that stuff. We should do. I would like to see what your favorite camping gear is. So, Ooh. what I. I I pose that question to all you guys, or you your could, favorite beer. Should you can we do a giveaway. You can. <laughs> That's y'all's podcast, but can I suggest <laughs> Matt, that yes, Matt's going to buy us something. He to is give away. purchasing a I'll giveaway. I'll do that. Okay. I'll do that. What's the giveaway going to be? I don't know, Bevel. What do you think a
2: giveaway should be?
1: I mean, if you could find that survival tool that you just adequately
2: oh, talked yeah. about. Okay, so a multifunction camping tool. Yes. Okay, I can do that. That
0: actually or, is awesome. Or the shower beer. Holder, <gasps> Yeah, that's what we got. Shower about. beer holder. Shower I'll buy two holder. of those. Okay. I'm two taking a shower so, when I get home today. I'm going to gonna be drinking a beer in the shower. To the 10th person that follows us on Instagram will get a shower beer holder. Compliments of Matt Carter. And yep. the third person that leaves us a message at anchor.fm slash Flighty Thoughts. We'll also get one of those. So look into us, find us, and come out, come check out Stud Duck Brewery. I
1: was always thinking, you know how they spell it out in some podcasts? F-L... Yeah, That I'm would be us that. stealing that beer. <laughs> You should know how to spell it, so, I thought. mean,
0: we start sober, and then we drink beer. So <laughs> yeah. do what you want to with that. Do figure it out yourself, <laughs> man. We put it on the website so we don't have to spell it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Welcome to Season 2. Let's rock it out for another year.
1: Adios, amigos! Ciao! And amigas!